to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others, because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Our nervous systems are designed to hold on to the physical memory of it and also, you know, the mental memory of it so that we can avoid danger in the future. So when we can tap on that memory and really work through the emotional content, get the body feeling safe, it in a way puts that memory truly in the past. So it's not still hooked into our feeling. That's when suddenly somebody can stand up in front of somebody very quickly and go, oh, I feel okay now. It's, it's like we've let go of the root cause of the issue. That's when tapping is just incredibly powerful. And it works on smaller things like just working through overwhelm, but it also can work on PTSD and people you know that have been through war. Hey, Bright Lights, great to have you on for this episode of Architecting. And we are looking at wellness through the working world with our guest today, Kelly Howe. Kelly is a registered nurse who has a lifelong passion for mind and body healing. She has integrated her years of knowledge and bedside expertise with her lifelong passion for mind-body healing. She works through one-on-one -on -one sessions and group workshops to facilitate deep inner healing that is crucial for profound and lasting peace of mind. This is a snippet from an hour-long conversation that Kelly and I had together. Well, you're going to hear some very cool stuff here. If you go to architectingpodcast.com and look on the coaching page, you can see my Wellness for the Working World series, and that includes six other hour-long videos with other wellness experts. You'll get to hear even more goodness from Kelly, including how to stop normalizing toxic conditions how to overcome regret and other energy drains, how EFT works. You'll get to see video of Kelly leading you through and showing you exactly the tapping points so you can try it out for yourself. And you will also hear her talk about how tapping or EFT can help you get out of feeling stuck and victimized. Oh my God, this was such an amazing session. I really want you to hear all of it and get all of this goodness. So go to architectingpodcast.com and make sure you get into the Wellness for the Working World course. And the great thing about this course is that as I add more interviews, you get access to it. So you buy it one time and you keep getting more. Not many things work that way, but really think wellness is something that it's time. It's really time, people, to focus on. And I want to make it as easy and accessible for you as possible. Welcome to Architecting, Kelly. Yes, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. I love what you do. How did you go from working as a nurse and dealing with maybe physical well-being to what you're doing today? Yeah, it's a really good question. Well, I never expected to be doing what I'm doing now. And it was really, 
born out of necessity because I was working as a nurse and I worked as a nurse for 10 years. And I like to joke that for nine and a half of those years, I was burned out. It didn't take long for me. I was working night shift. And before I knew it, I was not really myself. I kind of have always been somebody who can handle everything, can muster my way through anything. And not only that, take care of the people around me and remain relatively okay. And I really prided myself on that kind of strength and resilience. And then I got to a point where I wasn't myself. I was highly emotional, highly anxious, although I wouldn't have called it anxiety. I just, I was feeling a lot of dis-ease in my body. So I was shaking. I was having heart palpitations, stomach and GI issues. I was having dizziness issues, insomnia. I was working as a night nurse. I was nauseous most of the day, losing my appetite. And truly, I was just kind of having a failure to thrive and all that burnout building led me to a place where I really had to stop and take a really deep look at myself and go, okay, I haven't always been this person. I haven't always been reactive. I was like exploding on my husband out of nowhere, you know, just really emotionally reactive and angry. And he's a really great man. Like (laughs) it really wasn't a him issue. It was, it was me. And I could recognize that, but I just had to take a look at myself and be like, what is wrong? And initially I thought, oh, there's something wrong with my body. You know, I'd come through healthcare. And even though I've always had this really deep yearning to understand mind body, connection and how that all works together. I was in healthcare and it was very body physical oriented. And so initially I thought, oh, there's just, there's something wrong with my body. Like there's something really wrong with me. And there was, but really my body was showing me that I was very stressed and in complete denial. Fast forward and I'm, I'm in this state and I really, truly started seeking alternative options to anxiety and stress. I didn't even really know what I was looking for, but I knew that I needed to find something. I knew that something made me this way and there had to be some way to kind of undo it. You know, I I guess I must've on a subconscious level had some sort of an idea that I was stressed, but I wouldn't have admitted it (laughs) to anyone. Like we talked about a few minutes ago, that grit culture of, you know, I'm fine. I'm just going to power through. It just wasn't working for me anymore. And I wasn't fine. And I was really starting to feel physically ill a lot. And I stumbled onto this thing called tapping EFT or emotional freedom technique. It's a technique that really helps you balance your stress and really soothe the nervous system on a very physical level so that you can feel your body sort of dial down out of that fight or flight response. And the first time I tried it, I I felt it work instantly. And I was as a nurse, very skeptical that this could be real because it looks really strange. And we can talk about that here in a minute. It looks strange. It feels strange. And I really thought this was maybe just a placebo effect or something. And it was all in my mind, but I felt it worked so quickly and that I had to learn more about it. And then from there, once I learned about it and I realized, wow, this is real. I just had to learn more about it. And so I started going through trainings and started sort of getting this idea of maybe I could help people with their well-being and not necessarily in a hospital setting. And I could actually help people before they get sick, before they start feeling so terrible. And because I do believe that if I had continued on that trajectory, I would have ended up a very sick person. My body was showing me that I was not okay and I was in denial. And so that was really how it started. I was just burned out and I I found this technique, kind of stumbled onto it. And the rest is history. I just I had to I had to pursue it from there. And I've sort of carved out my way as a nurse in this coaching field. I call myself a coach really for a lack of a better term because I know there's so many different types of coaches, but I really specialize in that specific technique because it is so incredibly powerful. I would love it if you could say more about why stress is so toxic because you went through it, right? All the physical symptoms you were experiencing because of the stress. And I think a lot of people do that and we ignore it. We normalize it. But why is that so dangerous? 
Yeah, so many reasons. So I'd like to think of the fight or flight response sort of on a dial. Uh, you know, there's very obvious times where we know that we're in fight or flight and our heart's racing and we're just really ramped up and, you know, adrenaline and we're shaky and we can feel that, right? But sometimes we're not all the way a 10. We're maybe just like a four. And I think a lot of us hover between like a four and a seven on a daily basis. And when we're in fight or flight, whether it's the extreme amount or really, you know, almost undetectable, there's changes that happen in the body. Changes like our blood pressure goes up. Our blood sugar goes up. Our body actually pumps more of that glucose out into our blood so that we can use it to run. Well, we're not running away. Typically, we're just sitting at a desk <laughs> or having conversations with people. So we're not burning off that energy. You know, our blood sugar goes up. Of course, that leads to diabetes. Blood pressure goes up. That can lead to all kinds of issues. We can be chronically tense in our muscles because our body is in fight or flight. So it's literally, you know, that animalistic primal part of us is preparing inside for a fight. So our muscles tense, we get that tension in our neck and our shoulders and our back and our arms. And of course, over time, that can be damaging to our musculoskeletal system as well. There's so many different reasons, you know, when we're chronically in that state, when we're there for a short time, it's perfect. It's exactly what we need. Um, if we actually are in danger and need to run away, we want that response to kick in. It's just that now we can kick into that response just by getting an email or getting a text message or having a conversation with somebody. And typically people are just going from one stressful situation to the next. And so we're chronically locked in this high stress fight or flight zone. Cortisol typically tends to be high it's a stress hormone that's pumped out when we're in that fight or flight response. And cortisol is one of the hormones that tells our body to hold on to weight for safety. That's another thing, right? Being overweight isn't necessarily for our highest and best good. And being stressed will cause our cortisol to be high and all kinds of other hormonal imbalances. We don't sleep well when we're stressed. We chronically stay in a state of inflammatory hormones and biochemicals that are meant to be that way so that we can, like I said, fight or get away. And it's just not good for us long-term. It's really damaging. It's inflammatory and inflammation is underneath every disease, every single one of them. So if we can dial our stress down, we lower our blood pressure, we lower our blood sugar, our immune system actually comes back online. Truth is when we're stressed, our body doesn't care about fighting a bacteria or a virus because it thinks I need all that energy to go to my muscles and to go elsewhere. It drains the blood away from our gut because we don't care about fighting viruses or bacteria and we don't care about digesting food either. Things will run through our digestive tract too quickly or not at all and we'll be stopped up. But if we can get ourselves to ratchet down and come out of that fight or flight state, then we get into the rest and digest. And that's where our body can ah, take a breath rebuild, sleep, restore. Really, it's just better for our well-being all around. We're never going to get rid of stress and we're never going to get rid of the stress response. And we don't want to. It's just that we want to be able to go in and out of it as it's truly necessary and not be triggered by our environment every 30 seconds or every five minutes. I know working in the hospital and probably being an architect is probably very similar because you're having so many different interpersonal connections and communications that sometimes it's just very stressful hearing the tone in another person's voice. And if you have to talk to this person often, like if it's a coworker or a person that you're working with or for, or a doctor in my experience, or another nurse that chronically has kind of a condescending tone, it's very triggering on the nervous system if you're not keyed into it. And it's one of those ways that it can really fly under the radar. You can hear if someone's outwardly condescending, but sometimes it's just a really subtle tone that makes us feel unsafe and we want to kind of kick into that fight or flight. There's also a freeze response, of course, and people will know more often if they're in a freeze response because suddenly 
they can't think, they can't do anything, they can't make themselves take action. The, the high functioning anxiety people don't typically freeze. They're used to being able to kick in and go, 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 go. <laughs> but people will know if they've got that freeze response. I, I kind of have have both sides of it. Honestly, I can I can go into the freeze response as well. Not good on our health long term. And of course, if we don't feel good mentally, we're not in a good place either. I love that you went through everything that happens when we're under stress because what it's doing is robbing us of the things we most need to do the kind of work we do today. When your body is in fight or flight, like you said, it's not creating anything. (laughs) It is diverting resources. So if you work in a creative profession at all, you are losing a lot of the functionality you need, which is only going to create more stress. So it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. And when we start to get stressed, our blood starts to actually leave our forebrain, you know, this area in the front of our brain where we do a lot of our rational thinking and a lot of our assessing when the blood starts to leave that forebrain, we go into a more primal state in our brain and that that primal state is more active. So we're more reactive and truly animalistic. It's, it's a more primal response. Yeah. We're not thinking clearly we're reactive like an animal and we don't have access to any sort of creativity because it's all about reacting to get away from the situation. Definitely not in problem solving mode. Not for good. Sure. <laughs> not good uh, pretty much all around. Yeah. Now that we understand why this is not okay and why we should not just suck it up and try to cope with it, you found a really great resource in tapping. So can you tell us a little bit more about what is tapping and why does that work? Yeah, it's fascinating. It's a really fascinating tool. It is showing over and over again, scientifically to be very sound and very fast and very effective. So it's exciting. EFT stands for emotional freedom technique. And you'll hear people call it tapping because it's just easier to remember. And it's a combination of kind of modern psychology and, and really bringing awareness to our issues and putting some focus on it and talking it through while also we tap on different parts of our body. And these different spots are very specific. These are acupoints in Chinese medicine. And what we found is that when you tap on these acupoints um, in acupuncture, most people are familiar with acupuncture these days. They use a needle to change the energy in that system or to stimulate that point. With tapping, we just tap on it. And when we tap on these points, it creates a piezoelectric signal that travels through our nervous system that we feel and it goes up and it communicates with our brain. And of course, every time we touch ourselves, there's a signal going up to our brain and back out to our body. And so the tapping really comes in to interrupt these mental patterns and these physical patterns that we have correlated with stress. So a good example is have a conversation with someone and you're fine and everything feels okay. And then all of a sudden they say something and you feel yourself like everything changes, everything shifts inside of your body. So we would use the tapping in that moment. If you can step away, or even a few minutes later to just tap and start to soothe your body and tell you it, it really comes in and says, I'm okay. I'm not in danger. And those fearful thoughts and that automatic response, that automatic fight or flight response that we just launched into starts to calm down. So you can use it on a day-to-day basis for everyday stress, you know, when you just feel that a kind of bump of stress come up, you can use it to tap and soothe yourself and, and it will, you'll feel it kind of calm you down. But the more I would say powerful way to use it is to use tapping on old memories. 
everybody has these triggers for a reason. Everybody has these, these things that really create high stress for a reason. And like I said, we're not going to get rid of it. However, if we can start to really look at old memories, really traumatic events, um, even mildly traumatic events, and that's going to be different for everyone. We can start to use the tapping while focusing on these old memories. And then the issues connected to those memories start to fall away very quickly. So an example of that would be somebody that comes to me for like public speaking. They have a hard time standing up in front of people. They just go into a full fight or flight reaction or they freeze. They just, they can't get the words out. And what we do is start to notice, okay, how do you feel? When have you felt like this before? It's interesting when we start to tap, the the brain comes down and, and gets calm very quickly. And so old memories will start coming forward. The, the tapping really calms down the amygdala in the brain, which is a fear center. Um, the hippocampus sits right next to it and it starts throwing forward memories connected with that same thing. So we may start tapping and focusing on what we're currently feeling. Like I can't get up in front of these people. It's scary, you know, voicing and saying those things. And then as we're tapping, old memories will start to come forward. Or I'll say, when have you felt like this before? And somebody suddenly gets a memory of being in second grade when they're standing up in front of their class and they freeze. And then everybody in the class laughs at them. And that's, that's trauma zero. <laughs> that's the first time that they really felt that humiliation, that embarrassment, that kind of thing. And our nervous systems are designed to hold on to the physical memory of it. And also, you know, the mental memory of it so that we can avoid danger in the future. So when we can tap on that memory and really work through the emotional content, get the body feeling safe it, in a way, it puts that memory truly in the past. So it's not still hooked into our feeling. That's when suddenly somebody can stand up in front of somebody very quickly and go, oh, I feel okay now. It's, it's like we've let go of the root cause of the issue. That's when tapping is just incredibly powerful. And it works on, you know, smaller things like just working through overwhelm, or like I said, public speaking, not that that's small for everybody, but it also can work on PTSD and people, you know, that have been through war. It's a really powerful tool on so many things. <laughs> so, you know, I just fell in love with it. And now I'm here to help other people learn about it and, you know, just do what I can on my side to get it out. It's kind of a fully integrative process because you're talking at the same time. You're talking about your issues. You're tapping on your body at the same time. It gets all the senses involved. And usually people feel the, the shift in their body pretty quickly. Whereas a lot of times we try to mentally think about our problems or just talk about it without doing any body work to go with it. And a lot of people get stuck there. They may feel a little bit better initially, but then the issue comes right back. And tapping is a process where we can actually start to look at the root cause and knock these issues out so that we can, again, come back and be stressed when it's appropriate and have an appropriate response, but not be constantly all day long going to like an eight, nine or a 10 every time a stressful email comes in. The body keeps score, right? And the brain is part of the body. Often we don't really register it that way, but it is. And the brain's job is to keep us safe. Anything that's ever happened that the brain perceives as a danger, a threat, it's going to try to create a story around why that isn't safe, which is why we some people could be stressed out over something that another person thinks is no big deal. And it's not about judging why right. or if you should be stressed out. It's simply about saying, I don't want to stay here and I want to reset. Yes, definitely. And I like to call tapping a stress remodeling process because we have stress relief, things that we can do. You know, we can take a breath. I love breath work. 
And even things like yoga over time will kind of rewire our system to feel more calm. But I call tapping a stress remodeling process because it, it really looks at our stress patterns and goes, I don't want to have that same pattern. I want to receive a, a stressful email and I don't want to feel a fight or flight reaction to it. I want to remodel my system so that I don't actually have to experience that. I don't have to catch it. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to like catch it when it's happening and breathe through it. I'm just not going to be triggered in the same way. And I think that there's really not a lot out there that offers that same kind of thing. I, I do think that looking into body-based therapies in general tend to have that remodeling process within it. But a lot of times I think people are just learning to, to cope and deal. And they're not looking at these older patterns that really have been there for a long time. And that they've just been managing all these years and go, I'm really ready to process what happened to me and truly let it go. And when somebody is really processed with a technique like tapping, they can tell me what happened to them and they feel zero body reaction to it. You know, they, they can just tell me and be calm. And it's not like giving somebody a lobotomy. It's not like we're just neutralizing all feelings and emotions. It's not that at all. That cord that's still attached to us, it's like clipping it. And then it's like truly in the past. And people tr usually say that they're like, you know, it, it does finally feel like it's just, it's in the past and they can think about it and they can talk about it and they don't feel that same visceral response to it. Going back to the email thing. One of the really interesting ways to investigate that is to just start tapping on, I feel stressed about this email. I feel stressed about this email. And you, you start working through it. You start thinking like, why do I feel stressed? What about this makes me upset? And sometimes it's, they shouldn't have worded it that way. They shouldn't have sent that email at this time. You know, there's a million reasons why those things can trigger us. But if we really start to go, when have I felt like that before? What does this remind me of? And even if we don't have any specific memories, we can tune into our body and go, okay, my stress response right now is my heart is racing. When have I felt like that before? And that's when we can start to pull in some of these older memories and go, oh, okay, I'm going to use the tapping on that older memory. People are usually shocked, but these, these current issues start to get easier when you start to do that and really just let go of the past. Finally, you know, we try to do yeah. it mentally, but until we do it with our body, it just, it's kind of still hanging on. This is getting to the root cause, not just dealing with the symptom, which is what is triggering the stress response, but the root cause. Because as you were talking, I was kind of thinking about energy vampires. And when you leave something plugged in like a charger, it's leaking energy. A small amount of electricity is being used even when that charger isn't actually charging anything. It sounds like that's what's happening in our system too, that we've got all these things plugged in that are leaking our energy. And so when we can disconnect them for good, now we have that energy for things we want to use it for. Yes. Yes. We get that energy back for whatever our passion is and you nailed it. Yeah. It just, it drains us and it's so unconscious. It's been in there for a long time. It's so below the surface of our awareness and it is so incredibly draining. It is a feeling like no other when you feel yourself truly put something in the past and it's like you reclaim that energy. It, it feels amazing. And over time, you just have the energy to do the good in the world that you want to, because you're not sick and tired all the yeah. time. Part of what the architecting community is all about is to be a supportive network because the built environment does impact people. But if we can't be advocates for good design, we're not helping anyone. But we have to get over our own stuff in order to be 
willing to hold the big vision, even when our client isn't so sure, or to introduce something that feels risky, but to have the confidence to see it through, or in a creative profession, to try and fail because you're going to fail a lot. You don't know the answer. That's the very definition of creativity is that you don't know if it's going to work. We aren't going to take those kind of risks. We aren't going to play big if we're afraid. If someone is like, this is fascinating. I want to work with Kelly. I want to learn more about how she can help me. How can they reach you? And what programs do you have? I do have a, a group membership program really geared for people wanting to build their confidence and also heighten their intuition and their connection with their higher self. I'm a deeply spiritual gal. So I'm always trying to get people to really cultivate that spiritual core for whatever that looks like for them called the Align Membership. And there is a wait list for it currently. I think I'm going to open that up again, maybe in a month or two. I haven't quite decided yet. Anybody that wants to work with me can go over to kellyhow.co. There's a sign up for one-on-ones there. There's more of an application process. So I don't work with everybody. And you know, I've just kind of been overwhelmed with the amount of people that are reaching out, which is such a good problem to have. I'm kind of trying to find new containers to work with people. Anybody that's curious about tapping, check out my website. I have some YouTube videos uh, out there as well. I have a podcast, The Manifestation Lab. A lot of those conversations are like very spiritual and we talk about very woo-woo things. I always joke that I'm so into the science and I love understanding how the mind and body work. And I want to know like the chemicals and the very physical part of it, but I'm also somebody who can go like way out there in woo-woo land and I can do both. I like it all. So you'll get that on my podcast for sure. My website's probably the best place to connect or Instagram, Kelly How Coaching and Facebook also is Kelly How Coaching. So I have a lot of free content out there that just talks about tapping. I've got some videos out there. So put your toe in the water. I always recommend people start with the Tapping Solution app, which is a free app. There's a lot of free content out there. If anybody's curious to work with me, just head over to my website and fill out the application or get on that wait list for a line. And hopefully we can get together that way. And I'm going to have some new stuff coming out this year. It just, it's kind of still in the works. So I can't say too much because I'm still trying to decide exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> Understood. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. And everyone definitely check out Kelly's Instagram account. She's got a lot of great stuff on there as well as her website and her podcast. Share your insights and tag her. It's always so great to learn how this information is making a difference. So make sure you share what you're experiencing, what results you're getting. We'd all love to hear. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on, Angela. Have a great day, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd love to hear even more of my interview with the amazing Kelly Howe, make sure you go to architectingpodcast.com and check out my Wellness for the Working World series. You'll get to hear the full hour of my conversation with Kelly and she covers some amazing stuff and she also leads you through an EFT session so you can work very specifically and try it out and watch the video where she demonstrates. So check it out now at architectingpodcast.com. Look under the section for coaching. 
you for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world. How amazing is that? If you would like even more content just like this, please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too. Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired.